Um, we are on day three of the bonus Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp. And if you are joining us on the Dr. TK page, then you definitely want to pay attention to the chat box. My team is in there. You want to make sure that you join the rest of the virtual party over in our Facebook group. But the only way that we will admit you to the Facebook group is if you actually go and sign up. So if you go to drtk.com forward slash PPP, then you will fill out the information and it will send you a confirmation email. Really, really important. Make sure that you confirm your email address because if you confirm it, even if you're already on my list, you have to confirm it to get the confirmation email. Okay, this is for therapists. Don't mean you can't listen to the information, but the group is specifically for mental health professionals. And so my name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist. I am also the number one therapist business coach, and we are going to have some fun tonight. And so just as a recap, because if you are in the uh, Prosperous Private Practice Facebook group, then you will be able to get the workbooks as well, along with joining in on the fun starting next week, because we will start the um, raffle process with, you know, dripping some information that you're going to need to know to enter into the raffle. Okay. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started. On the first day, we talked about um, business structure. On day two, we on Wednesday, we talked about uh, startup costs. And today we are talking about marketing. Okay. So in terms of marketing, what typically comes to mind for therapists is getting your information out there. How can you get in front of more people? How can you attract more of your um, ideal clients to your services, to your telehealth office, to your physical location? And so what I thought would be cool as a bonus to this workshop is giving you a mini checklist of things that you want to consider, whether you are pre-licensed, newly licensed, or seasoned um, in the mental health field, of course, for you to have a profitable <laughs> practice, okay? So let's go ahead and jump in. Oh, wait. Let's go screen share. All right. I was already there. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into this marketing checklist, all right, y'all? So let's talk about domain name. And so some of these things are in overlap, but during certain parts, I will flush it out more. So when you think about your website, you want to first go to godaddy.com and you want to ensure that the name of your domain is available. If you have the $14 or whatever it costs to purchase the domain, you want to go ahead and get it as long as you know you're going to keep that business name. So for example, I have drtk.com. Um, I also have had, uh, you know, I have a lot of URLs in terms of business. Um, if I'm doing a special project, I like to name the page after that project. But nevertheless, you want to check not just the name on godaddy.com, but you also want to make sure that the same name is available on all social media platforms. So write this down. When you're checking an available name, you want to go to the GoDaddy. You do not want to do a Google search because just because someone purchased a domain doesn't mean that they have a published website. So you want to go to GoDaddy or any type of search engine that allows you to purchase a domain. You also want to, of course, go to Instagram. You want to go to Facebook businesses because 
in order to even have a Instagram business name uh, page, you have to create a Facebook business page and you don't want Instagram to create one for you because they're just going to go default in terms of what's available. You want to see what's available first and you should be checking Facebook first because Facebook owns Instagram. Okay. You also want to check LinkedIn, even though LinkedIn may be named after you, you can actually, if you didn't know this and go and do it, if you have not, is you can go and change your URL on LinkedIn. So you can go to like linkedin.com forward slash Dr. TK Psych. When I was going through a rebranding phase and I realized that some things for Dr. TK didn't match across the board, which is why I learned and I'm sharing this with you, is that um, I had to go back and I wanted everything to match. And you may be wondering, well, why is that important? Let's just say we're at a live event, okay, because the world is opening back up. And let's just say you decide to have like a booth to highlight your services for physical or digital products and or your private practice, your group practice, your clinic anything, right? And some of us have seen like those pop-up banners, the retractable banners that stand about six to 10 feet, depending on which one you get. So you've walked past these banners. How difficult would it be if you had to purposely snapshot somebody's, all of their handles, or you had to try to type all of them in and don't let you walk away and don't get it because you're not going to remember it. And so I had some things that were like Dr. TK, Dr. TK1. I disliked numbers whatsoever at the back of my name. That is not a good brand and a look for myself, okay? So what I chose to do is do a total rebranding about three years ago. And I renamed, starting with Facebook and Instagram, Dr. TK Psych, because that also spoke to what I did as a psychologist, okay? Because when it was just Dr. TK, people sometimes assume I am a medical physician, not a psychologist, all right. So check the name. And like I mentioned, ensure that it's available on all platforms. Now, the second thing you want to please keep in mind is that your website is the hub for your brand. So you hear me saying the word brand. Please do not use marketing and branding interchangeably. So brand is when people hear my name, they associate me with like two things, the psychology side and the coaching side. So the psychology side is, oh, that's the young woman. She serves like the inner youth, you know, juvenile justice facilities, you know, things like that. Right. Underserved population. That's all me. Right. Difficult teens, like all that's in the same category. But when they hear Dr. TK business coach. Nobody can mistakenly say, oh, she a business coach and she teaches you how to do a trademark. No. I'm really known for the Dope Therapist Academy. And most recently, because people have been paying attention to my stories, you know, when we went live in Vegas, is now they're more hip to, oh, she got another program for like scaling her business, not just growing businesses, okay? So your brand is when someone hears your name or your business, they associate those names with whatever you're good for, whatever you're good at. And they should not have to list 10 things. Your brand should be, oh, that's the couple's person. She works good with conjoint therapy, parents and kids, right? Oh, that's the psychological testing person. Oh, they do immigration testing. Boom. Oh, she's a forensic psychologist. You want people to know what is your, it's tied into the word niche. Okay. Now in terms of marketing, what baffles me, and you know, I'm a straight shooter, so I'm gonna give a disclaimer that if this is you, I'm not gonna apologize. I'm just gonna ask you to be very transparent with yourself and make a change if you want to grow in your business. 
You cannot say to someone like myself, oh, Dr. TK, can you help me with marketing? And you don't know where your clients come from. Matter of fact, you don't even know who your ideal client is. Okay. So you have to understand who you are and what is your brand first before you go out and start marketing your services. Otherwise, you can do it. I'm not saying you can't do it, but you're going to be looked at as the generalist. And for a lot of therapists, I've heard y'all want to be speakers. You want to have a book. Speakers are known to talk about a topic that may be broken down into multiple subtopics. If you want to be known as a generalist, your business will not scale. It will grow. You will make money. But I, I hope that you want to have such a great career in business that when people hear your name, they automatically associate you with that one thing. It doesn't mean you can't do other stuff, but you want to be known in the limelight as that one thing. So in terms of a website, please be patient. Don't just throw together a website just because you can drag and drop. Please understand your niche. Now, granted, my niche has changed over time. When I first started my private practice, if you went to my website, it was super basic. I kid you not. I had my iPhone. I was working in the juvenile camp in Lancaster. iPhones have good phone quality for the most part. You got filters. So I literally set my phone on my desk. Look, I kind of was like sitting right now in a, little, in a little corner. I leaned over, took off my work badge, and literally took my first headshot in my office. With my hair curled, you didn't know I was working in a jail with the plexiglass in the back because I covered all that up okay but bottom line is my first website was specifically highlighting that I work with difficult kids and then in terms of my background I spoke about where I worked but a lot of my background that highlighted my authority with serving teens was in bold like I put in quotes I am known in my area as the difficult teens lady and my background supported that so when I go to your website, because this is what I do with my clients, my mastermind clients, if I go to your website, I should know right away what you do. If I have to click around and figure out what you do and I'm your coach, what do you think someone's going to do if they are a client in need, just had a panic attack, experienced some trauma, you think they about to click around? No. So be patient. People can start a business without a website. It's called Linktree, Instagram, and all these one-pagers. You don't need a full-fledged website right away. And I would encourage you not to throw money away just because you want a website. Psychology Today can be your website. You can drive, which is what I did initially. I drove all the traffic to anyone who wanted services with me from Instagram and Facebook to my Psychology Today profile. And I just didn't have the button that said website. Does that make sense? Okay, so um, work on your brand and then work with someone to pull your brand out through your website. But don't just throw your website together because you feel internally like you're in competition with other therapists. Everybody's at a different level. And just because they have a website don't mean the website is good. Okay. Um, now, I just mentioned this a moment ago when I was talking about domain names, but in terms of social media accounts, when you are marketing your services, you want to make sure that a few things at minimum are, oh, I'm sorry, I got distracted by my phone. Um, you want to make sure that everything is up to par on the basic level. So one is, do you have a professional photo? Okay. Do you have a professional photo? You definitely want to have a picture that's clear. Now, a professional photo these days don't necessarily have to be taken with a photographer, but like, I'm just going to pull up my phone, right? So what you don't want to happen is for the phone ladies 
to be down here. I don't want to see your whole cleavage. Okay. Or you don't want the phone like this. First of all, that's a, I'm gonna call that a fraud picture because it narrows certain parts down and that ain't how we look. It should be a head on picture. So if you even look at like actually me in a circle right now, this is a face shot. I'm looking at the camera. It doesn't mean I can't pivot, but you don't want to pivot so much where it's a straight up profile and you can't see the other side of someone's face. Okay. So you want to have a professional picture that's also well lit and um, that looks good. And you don't want to filter it out so much where <laughs> when the person actually sees you that they don't recognize you. And this may be really funny to you, but I'm dead serious. Like somebody should not walk into your therapy office and be like that kind of like catfish. Like, yo, you, I'm looking for Dr. Jackson. Hmm. She ain't here. You don't want nobody to say that to you. You know what I'm saying? So professional photo. Also the aesthetics. Some people get way too caught up in aesthetics on social media. All of your pictures do not have to match. They don't have to be in a sequential order. If people want that to happen, that's perfectly fine. But don't increase your anxiety and your blood pressure because everything on your page is not matching as long as it matches your brand in terms of the content that you're sharing, the photos and the words that you are sharing. That is what is important. If you are saying that you are a couples therapist and every time we log on, you sharing the divorce stats, are you promoting divorce or are you promoting marriage? I really, I mean, I understand you want to highlight the pain point and the importance of communication so that people can stay married and maybe why people wouldn't want to go to premarital counseling. But I mean, if that's all I see, I ain't going to like your page because that's not making me see what's possible for my marriage. That's making me depressed. Okay. Um, also, frequency. You're not in competition with anyone. How often should you post? There's no magical number. Some influencers post once a damn week and they're just fine. Some people post three to five times a day. It really just depends on what season you're in in your business, how much time you have, but definitely use the free platform. In terms of client avatar, that's something that we flush out in um, the program, uh, the academy, but in a summary and we're going to do this on next Thursday when we do the private practice assessment. But client avatar is another word for ideal client. That's just the marketing phrase. So when you say, oh, I know who my ideal client is, you should be able to describe him or her or the family context to me so well where I visualize it. I should be able to close my eyes. And if you verbally describe, if you can do that, your client avatar, I should be able to see them. If you can't describe them in that much detail, you just got a picture, which is probably why you're not attracting your ideal clients because you don't even know who you're speaking with. And that actually prevents people from posting, at least my clients, online initially is because they don't understand that their client avatar is directly correlated with what information they share on their social media, on their website. And if they have emails um, that goes out to the community like a newsletter, you should always be speaking to your ideal client. Now, another thing um, that you want to look at in terms of marketing is that you can use your social media accounts for what's called lead generation. Another word for it is you got a new potential client for your private practice and you're going to schedule a consultation. OK, so are you actually getting leads? And before you discount a platform like Instagram, Psych Today or other platforms to say, oh, that I've heard a lot of people say psychology doesn't work. Well, did you look at your geographics? How many people are actually there that are seeking mental health that are seeking your mental health? 
Because see, if you only do psych testing and everybody else is looking for couples therapy, then yeah, nobody's going to call you, right? Like you have to know in your area that you are serving what the need is. Just because you want to have a business doesn't equate to automatic clients. That That is not how the world works. You have to be able to solve a problem with people. And in, and in psychology, we're not like a general business. We, we don't just serve the entire country, okay? You serve a particular niched population in the state that you are licensed in. So I really hope that that makes sense. But don't just say, oh, you know, these platforms aren't working. You have to look at who you're serving, who's available that matches your client avatar, and are you actually speaking to your client avatar slash ideal client on all of these platforms? And if the answer is no, if you read it and it looked like you're talking to everybody, then you're not going to attract anybody. Okay. So let's talk about some other marketing uh, strategies that are pretty simple, but are overlooked. So email signature, um, you can create a email signature simply by uploading a picture on the bottom of your email in the settings in Google. Hopefully it's a professional G suite email, and you should also include a HIPAA clause. If I believe that all of us have worked for some type of agency, entity type, or community agency. Typically on all of the emails, they have the clause for you. Use it. It's a general one. It's not copywritten unless it is. Don't use it. But when I, I first started my private practice, I used the same clause that the county used of Los Angeles because it was very generic. It didn't say Los Angeles. Well, theirs did. I just took that out. But it was just basically describing that this information can only be shared between me and the and the intended recipient, blah, blah, blah. You know. So make sure that your email signature is there. You don't just want to start sending out emails and just put XOXO. Where's your signature? Even if you don't have a picture, put your name in your title. If you don't want to let people know where your full uh, office address is, I used to put my office address with no suite number. It's nine stories. Even on my floor, it's like 80 offices. Like unless you plan on knocking on every single door and walking down the hallway, which is pretty big and and, and nobody looking at you funny, you ain't gonna find me. Right. And even if you find me, I don't mean I'm there. So make sure that you have a HIPAA clause. Um, In terms of consultation system, um, in the DTA program, the Dope Therapist Academy, we do teach our students how to create their own theoretical orientation to attract the clients that they want. We also teach them how to create how to create a automated cons- consult uh, system because we want to get our time back so that we can schedule people automatically on our schedule. Okay, so something you want to think about if you're currently doing consultations is how will clients contact you to determine if you are a good match. So let's just say they do find you on Instagram. I really hope for ethics purposes that you're not telling people to DM you for therapy. That is a no-no. And if someone accidentally DMs you, um, you know, and goes on a tangent about something, then you want to kindly respond to them and you don't address their question. Do not ever address their question. And if they are in imminent danger, they're not your client. But what you can say is, Hey, if they're in immediate danger, hey, you know, um, it seems like you would like some assistance with services. I wouldn't even say mental health. Um, Please go to your nearest hospital if it's this serious, you know, or let them know and let them know that uh, the DM is not HIPAA compliant. If you would like to um, talk about services, please email me at da 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 da. And that's why you need a professional email address.
Okay, this is why if you have an email address, you should already put it in your settings on Instagram through the business page. Let me just say this disclaimer. If you have a business page and you want to attract your ideal clients, but your business page is private because you say that you want to be private. I'm not about to wait on you to approve my friend request for your damn business. I don't even remember your Instagram name. If you have a business and people cannot find your business, you don't want to be seen. Stop making your stuff so damn personal. If it's that personal, don't put it on Instagram. Nothing is ever archived. Nothing is ever deleted. If it's personal, don't put it online. Hell, don't even text it to somebody. Just call somebody old school. You know what I'm saying? But it like kills me how many therapists like, oh no, I don't want clients to like hit me up. First of all, if they're your client, you can easily solve that problem by having them sign a clause in your office policy forms that we talk about in DTA. And hell, it's readily available for you through your malpractice insurance if you contact the company. That's a free nugget, okay? But if you got a, a business page and it's private, you ain't got no business on Instagram. If you have a personal page and you pushing therapy, shame on you because you really mixing. All you got to do is push a button and say, I'm a business. You can always go back. But the business page actually gives you statistics. How many men and women on a percentage are looking at your profile? What is the age range? Because if you actually look at the insights on Instagram, you will quickly realize if you're talking to your ideal client or not. If, if you're trying to attract millennials, and your Instagram says that um, all of your posts are going to 13 and 15 year olds. You can't get mad at the algorithm. Hell, it's the information you posted. You posting all these pictures about your teenage kid. It's not your teenage kid page. All right. So I hope that that makes sense. So in terms of consultation, marketing is you telling people how to contact you. So when you do a video, don't just say, um, you know, if you want services, please contact me. Well, how am I supposed to do that? Because then if they go in your DM, you can't get mad. You didn't tell them how to reach out to you. Do they need to click the link in your bio? Do they need to email you? Do they need to go to your website? You need to give them what's called a CTA, a call to action. Call to action. C-T-A. If you're talking about mental health services, Every post, unless it's just psychoeducational and you don't want nobody to contact you, you should be giving them a CT, uh, 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 call to action, okay? Um, next is online presence. So we've kind of been covering this already. So when you take photos, it doesn't have to be professional. Yes, this picture to the left of the screen is a photo shoot for my brand, okay? But I mean, hell, that's, what, that's how I dress too, like at home. I got on a dress right now, right? I get dressed to sit on the computer, <laughs> right? So... Um, you want to make sure that the pictures that you are posting are pleasant to look at. So one of the things that I do even before I get on a telehealth platform is I get on a few minutes earlier just to check out my damn background. I don't know if my son done left toys in the background. I don't know if my camera done got shifted and it's catching some boxes on the side that I don't want y'all to see. I want to make sure that everything is good. And like I said on day one, make sure your screen is clean. Okay. So what kind of photos are you posting and are they in alignment with the message that you want to be sent about your brand, whether it's business and or personal? Okay. Now this question comes up with my clients. So I'll give it to you as a bonus is that some of my clients have asked, you know, do I have to post my family? And the answer is no. I choose to post my family because my brand represents therapists that desire an abundant lifestyle. But sometimes we get so focused on getting stuck. I hate saying the word stuck, but um, you know, we, we get stuck in building our business and we put all of our time in our business. And then sometimes we neglect like life. 
right? So I want therapists to know, including yourself, that you can have the best of both worlds. You should not, I don't want you to ever have to choose. My clients know they do not choose. They have both. And if you feel like you don't, that you don't have both, we need to do some more inner work or you need to go do some inner work, right? So in terms of videos, post videos, I called this like a year and a half ago. I told my clients last year that 82% I had went to a marketing workshop, um, a three-day workshop. And so 82% they had mentioned in 2019 that by the end of 2020, that 82% of marketing would be via video. Ask those stats, are they lying? What gets more play on Instagram or on Facebook or on Facebook ads, videos, reels? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with pictures. I like posting pictures. I like posting infographics. Infographics don't get that much play. Infographics are something like what you see on the screen, just words with like bullets or something. But I don't care. I'm not posting it for likes. I'm posting it to give out valued information. Don't get caught up on the likes. Also with your online presence, please make sure that you describe your services. Don't just describe your services as I am a therapist here to serve you. You're going to track any type of client and then what, I mean, you're going to start saying no to every client because that's what's going to have to happen if you want to be happy in your private practice. So instead of putting yourself out there to attract a lot of people that you have to say no to, why don't you put out there who you work with? This, like, for example, for myself, this was very difficult, a very difficult decision for me because at one point I was doing these same workshops for the general public. And let's be real. If we look at it outside of the word of HIPAA, this information can go to anyone. But in terms of my services, I get more excited, just like more excited. I don't mean I'm excited for everybody else, but I get more excited. I'm feeling in my body when I'm serving therapists. And I believe that the reason why my passion is so high with what I do is because I'm not saying that I've walked in your shoes, but I have, I'm literally like a walking testimony for my clients. Because my story resonates at some part with a lot of people and I still am doing the work. So when you talk about your services, make sure that you're very clear on who you serve. Okay. Um, So does anyone have any questions? I did good. I stuck to the time. The team, let me know if there are any questions. So as I mentioned, if you are watching this on the Dr. TK business page on Facebook, and you're a therapist and you're like, dang, I want to like be part of the whole boot camp. You want to be part of this raffle. You want to be part of these extra discussions that some of them, when the boot camp starts, will not be on the Dr. TK page. Okay. But you also will get access to the workbooks. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to meet again on Tuesday and we're going to, I'm disclaimer, I'm not a tax person, but I'm just going to talk to you about again, learning experiences that I have um, implemented in my current business and that I've taught my clients of things to look out for, okay, which are certain tax write-offs that we really overlook. We're going to be meeting again, like we are now for a bonus 30-minute session on Tuesday, June um, 15th, okay? And this is the website that you go to if you're watching it on the Dr. TK page and you want to, you know, con- you know, party with us in the virtual party um, because we're going to do the boot camp on it starts next Thursday then it goes into the following Tuesday and Thursday 
All right. So it's going to be way more high engagement, especially as we start next week. This was really a bonus. And so for those of you who are in the group, you know, I kind of peeked my head in. I've been answering questions. If you have questions, we did create a questions thread. Two people had already yesterday took advantage of that. I responded right away that evening before I kind of like laid down my phone. Um, so if you have a question, um, then let me know. Thank you. Love the visual visual software. Got to keep up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I love teaching and I needed to step it up a notch. I was tired of the old school, just regular webinar, right? Um, it's called Ecamm, E-C-A-M-M. We'll put the link. We'll put all these links in the Facebook group. Okay. So I know that I said that on uh, Wednesday. So today I'm going to go in and put in QuickBooks. I'm going to put in Ecamm. Um, and if you want to know about other resources, then I can definitely give you those links as well. Do, do we, anyone have any questions? Was this good? Show me some hearts, anything. Was this good information? <laughs> um, awesome. So we will wrap up. I want everyone to have a abundant and prosperous weekend. Remember to carve out time for self-care. Um, if you are in our group, you know, say hello Say hello to other people and you don't be stingy with your level up. Circles of influence, my people. Invite your therapist friends. Even if they have a profitable private practice, there is nothing wrong with them doing an assessment on their practice. Okay? Last time I checked, I was the only one that offered CEs for private practice. <laughs> okay? So I really hope that you guys enjoyed tonight. There are no questions. So I'm going to hop over in Facebook to put up all these links. And the team will release the workbook within the next hour. And I will see everybody either, you know, show some love on Instagram. Oh, by the way, if you want to listen to business and lifestyle from a therapist um, podcast, then you can actually go to iTunes or if you do Spotify, just search Dr. TK. And it's about 148 episodes. I mean, take a pick. You know what I'm saying? But if you scroll down, you'll see episodes like, how did I misplace $50,000? Learn from my mistakes, people. My podcast is a learning tool that that should be a whole damn CE workshop within itself. <laughs> all right. So you all have a great night and I will see you either in the group on Instagram and or next Tuesday. Bye. Good night.